0: Antonino Florian, at rest in the wing-backed chair by the fire in Bilroth's, listened to Lom and Marusia's whispered talk with a corner of his mind. Eyes closed, he heard it all, as he heard the crackle and hiss and slip of coals in the fire, the stir of smoke, the steam from the samovar on the counter, the tick of spoon against side of cup, the breathing of the man behind the counter, the bark of the pink women's laughter. He leaned forward and picked a fragment from his plate. Fingernails clicked against ceramic. The apple cake exploded on his tongue, a shattering of acid and sugar and cinnamon and orchard earth. He sipped at his lemon tea. It was hot and sour. He crushed sugar grit against the bottom of the glass with a spoon. The teeth in his mouth were sharp. He took another sip of tea and listened to the murmuring traffic roar of the city rumbling overhead. He discriminated a hundred, a thousand, ten thousand separate sounds. Each one was heard. Nothing was merged and muddy. Everything was distinct. Every engine cough and rumbling wheel, every footfall, every shout. The brush of every sleeve. The sifting fog. Florian detested the city and wished he had not come back again. He resented the press of human crowds against his sense of privacy and solitude. He was tired of worrying away at the weight of what had been done and straining at the looming, muttering shadow gates of what must be done next. The weight of choice and consequence had long ago grown wearisome. All he wanted to do was fill his lungs with cold, clear air and stretch out his limbs and run among trees. He wanted to sleep out the heat of the day in the grass by a lake with a belly full of meat. He wanted to clear his mind of words. He hated Mirgorod, but he had returned. The call had come, insistent, almost below the threshold of cognition, and he answered as he always did. He'd sensed the mind of the living angel fallen in the forest, the terrible widening horror of its seeping poison. And he'd felt the movement in the pollen door, the opening of many new possibilities. He had no choice but to make the long journey to Mirgorod again, because this was a moment of turning. And now he considered his own choices once more, as he had done already several times that morning. The woman mattered. She was a maker of difference, an agent of change but it wasn't yet clear what her effect would be. Influences from the forest were driving her towards the pollen door, and that made him uneasy. They wove their stories around her and told her their tales. They gave her what they needed her to hear, but the consequences could be disastrous. While the pollen door remained where it was, in the world beyond the border, the border stayed permeable, Forest breathed in the world, world in the forest. But if the pollen door was touched, that would be the end of it. The green wall would be shut. The angel, its contact severed, would die. And the forest would live. But there could be no reopening. The forest would be gone from the world. Was that what the mines from the forest at work here intended? He would not let it happen. He would intervene first. If necessary, he would kill the woman. Yet the door itself drew the woman forward, for purposes of its own. It was murky. Florian could not see. He didn't know what he should do. The woman and the man who was with her got up to go. They didn't look at him as they left, and he didn't move to follow. There was no need. He could find that man again any time he needed. He was opened up. There was no other word for it. It was shocking to encounter. This man's involvement in the unfolding pattern had thrown Florian off balance. He was something completely unexpected, something new and unpredictable, a mixing of forest and the stain of angel flesh, such as Florian had never known before. And there was strength in him. He was new and frail and oblivious and could easily still fade and fall back, lapsing into wherever and whatever.